Ladies and gentlemen, Jean-Michel Glachon, director of France School, I am now ending a wonderful conference in Vienne, Austria, about gas security supply. I am with Peter Kaderiak, a friend of mine, but much more important, former energy regulator in Hungary and leader of a big research center in Budapest. And, and I would like to discuss with him about gas security of supply. Frankly, Peter, gas security of supply again, but there is plenty of gas everywhere. But soon the consumers will be paid to consume gas. Why should we discuss it again? Well, I think uh, the, I mean, if you if you consider that the EU uh, is the only region globally with a perspective of declining uh, gas production. Um, uh, maybe consumption will decline also. Uh, maybe, but we don't know because we used to have uh, two warm winters recently, so we need ah. a real cold one uh, to uh, exercise exactly. again this. Um, so uh, we are the only 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 region with the with the, uh, with the perspective of declining uh, production, and our uh, import dependence is at the level of uh, 60, 65, and uh, again, perspectively, 80 percent. So uh, when uh, gas is as important as your second fuel, and you have such a level of independence, then of course uh, the question is relevant whether you have a secure supply or not. Uh, and uh, now we are discussing this in uh, before the winter of 2015 you may remember you might remember uh, when we discussed the same issue uh, just one year ago uh, when uh, we uh, were at the top of the ukraine russia um, uh, crisis or war uh, and uh, everyone was uh, uh, was thinking about what is to happen uh, if uh, something goes wrong and we are left without uh, Russian gas uh, through Ukraine or even through other pipelines. And uh, um, at that time... Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yes. This I catch, Peter, but is it a story with foreigners, its external security, or is it a story within the EU? If there is gas and this gas flows, there is no crisis? Uh, I think uh, both internal and external. The external question is to what extent our outside suppliers are uh, are uh, reliable and uh, at what cost they can provide uh, the gas. Now here the good news is that uh, there are several outside suppliers uh, who are uh, becoming new ones on the European market, mostly new energy suppliers, potentially the US is there. Uh, the uh, the bad news is that you still have problems with the potential reliability of the outside suppliers. Uh, with Russia, you never know. Uh, with North Africa, um, North African supplies uh, decreased uh, substantially. Uh, and we heard during the conference some reports that even uh, Stat Oil uh, had, I mean, operations uh, okay. had some problems. Now, of course, you are right that we have abundant uh, gas around ah. Europe, uh, but I have to say that still uh, still we have a lot of internal um, uh, problems within the European uh, system. Uh, and especially uh, what you can see is that Central and South East European uh, countries, which is not a big part of the European market, yeah. so maybe 10% of okay. overall uh, consumption, uh, but uh, if you look at those countries, uh, those still have uh, uh, network uh, constraints and uh, constraints 
uh, to get connected uh, to the uh, Western European gas market okay. and but ship gas you, down. You, you're pushing me to another aspect. Is it mainly an issue for the countries, each country by each country, or is it an issue common to the uh, European Union or, or, or regional affairs? What is the relevant level? Again, again, I have to say that both, I think each uh, member state should um, do its homework uh, to uh, make an analysis uh, on its uh, supply security situation and I think the European uh, Supply Security Directive gives a good uh, guideline to that with an N- minus criteria okay. uh, and also with, uh, with, with checking whether all the rivers flow um, uh, options that are potentially yeah. available, mm-hmm. uh, they did it. Um, uh, now, at the same time, I think uh, at the EU level, what is very important that uh, that uh, Europe is somehow uh, talking to outside suppliers with some unity, with some, as, as you should say, some one voice, uh, in order to avoid situations when an action uh, by an EU member state will hurt. Uh, uh, very much. So, um, uh, so I, I think uh, we discussed uh, uh, during the workshop also this new proposal for a North Stream uh, 2 uh, project, uh, and uh, this project was put on the table without any consultation with those uh, countries. Uh, <laughs> As we used to, we would not stream yes. affairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I think that's not that's not a good good way to do that. So, maybe so it's but is uh, is the issue? about infrastructures or about markets or about something else, political will. What is the key of the, of the situation? Infrastructures, markets or political will? Well, I think um, I would say t- for today um, for Today we are Monday. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Today I would say yes, infrastructure. So I, I would the priority on locking up uh, Central and Southeast Europe for uh, for uh, new supply sources, um, and the most viable thing looks for me like uh, LNG also in this region okay. uh, through either the Croatian project or uh, uh, the Greek uh, and uh, related uh, pipeline projects into Central and Southeast Europe. Uh, so in that region, it's infrastructure. Okay. So Peter, you did give us a set of. Uh, tools to understand where we are, plus a set of tools to act, to react. So, deal done. So, it, it's very easy to, to tackle this issue. Yeah, I think it's, it's possible to tackle. So, at least we know uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I can say we, we more or less know uh, what should be um, accomplished, uh, but sometimes uh, to implement all those things is a, is a different story. Just one example, uh, just uh, maybe two months ago, 15 countries of Central and Southeast Europe uh, came to um, undersign um, an agreement yeah. uh, on the very minimum cost-efficient set of gas infrastructures yeah. that should be put in place in that region in order to integrate that uh, most vulnerable region into the European market and also to provide much better supply security. Now, the the question whether these countries together with the support of the European Union and the the Connecting Europe facility money and all those things can essentially 
complete this. So, is it possible to uh, to to, um, to to implement these projects, or again, we will end up with a nice plan uh, which remains unfaithful? <laughs> okay, ladies, gentlemen, you did hear from Peter. The issue is identified. We have a basket of tools, of possible actions, of programs. The main question is, are we going to do it? Are we going to make it? We will know soon because we are entering in winter. And next March, we will meet again Peter. If the winter uh, will have been perfect, thanks to Peter. And uh, if the winter will have been a nightmare, it will be the fault on a, a, a group of countries that we will identify together. I'm joking. You know that I like to joke. Uh, I would like um, um, Europe to be perfect. It's not easy. We are many people. We have different visions, um, uh, different futures, uh, different um, even tools available for us. You have seen that 10% of European Union is very sensitive to the issue. 90% are less sensitive. So only this can, 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 can explain why we have different approaches. But of course, I hope that everything will go well for all. Europeans. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Jean-Michel. Thank you. And good winter. <laughs> the same.